You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and bring it all together with some practical business strategies. In this episode number 51, we are talking about going over a topic and something that I am very passionate about and something that I just that I've been talking about with my friends for a while is I don't know just this culture of complaining versus taking action. Now, I have been in business. I've just recently celebrated my 5-year mark of being a business, a business full-on businessman. 16, I was 16 years old and I started my first business, started my first thing. And I just want to kind of take you through some examples in my own life just to illustrate what I'm talking about. And just so you know, this isn't this whole thing isn't to build me up and be like, you look at me, I'm great. This is just to give you examples that I know very well to show you the value of taking action and how you can take action in very small things. And let me just start this off with we've I've noticed so much just, I don't know if in American culture, definitely, and kind of all over the world from what I've seen. I don't, I try to stay away from the news as much as possible. It's just all bad. And um, I don't need that. I don't need that much negativity in my life. If something's really important, I'll find out about it some way or another. So I'm never missing out on very important topics. But um, small things that I don't care about, I don't need to pay attention to. But something I have noticed is a lot of people wanting other people to solve their problems. Now, I'm not at all dissing on people who are unable to solve a certain problem. Um, people are not in a position. People who are physically just, just unable to solve a problem and need someone else to help them. We should definitely help people who are unable to solve a, a problem in their life. Um, I mean, me, I mean, I've gone through so many mental health challenges. I know firsthand the value of having someone help you and um, someone sometimes against your will help you. And so that I'm by no means existing on those kinds of um, on people who are just unable to take action. But um, I think in general, we have this idea that someone else needs to solve our problems because it's easier. It's easier for someone else to solve our problems. It's not so easy for us to take control of our own lives and solve our own challenges. And so let me just give you an example in my own life. Um, for those of you who don't know, I kind of just alluded to it, is I went through serious mental health challenges. It ended with several suicide attempts. And and it was just, it was very, it was a very, very bad time in my teenage life. Um, and so, but once I started to learn about what I what I had, what I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder, this was all um, five years ago. Immediately, I started going, okay, let's let's get over this. Let's do this. I I the only person who can overcome this challenge is me. No one else can make me overcome this challenge. People can help. People can support, of course. And this is what I'm alluding to, is that I needed help. I needed people around me. But at the end of the day. It was me who had to take action and and solve my problem. And that was it. No one could force that upon me. No one could fix me for me. I had to take that responsibility to take actions, to make sure I was sleeping, to make sure I was taking my medication. I was going to therapy, you know, talking. I was exercising. The, um, the massive amount of things that I had to do to overcome my challenge, and I did it. But I didn't stop there. And I think this is a huge thing that people forget about is that when you're so, when you're facing a problem, 
many people they think, okay, this problem needs to go away, boom, and then it's done. Whether you do it yourself, whether you take action yourself, or whether you want someone else to solve it for you, people forget that it's not just like you overcome a problem and all of a sudden it's gone and you're fine. There's always another step you can take. And this is what I call being unashamed. This is a huge part of my brand and it was it's the tagline of the mental health initiative that I started is be unashamed because I took that story, I took that experience, I overcame my challenges in a relatively short amount of time when we're talking about mental health struggles and I went the next step. And I took the next step and what I call being unashamed is taking those experiences and using them for something good to help others with my message and my story. And you can't believe how many people have told me, wow, I can never do that. I can never do that. And I, all I can do is think of, you know, when people say that, and depending on how well I know them, maybe maybe I'll mention something or say something. Uh, but most of the time, I'll just think to myself, that's exactly what I thought. And that is exactly what I thought when I was going through my struggles. I can never do anything. I can never do that. I can never. But in a way, it was kind of forced upon me in that I saw the problem. I had the opportunity. And I thought it would be wrong for me to not take this opportunity. And this is what has launched my entire career. This is what brought me into public speaking. This is how I learned sales and marketing and web design and everything. Everything in my life has happened because I took that step. If I hadn't taken that step, I would not be anywhere near I am today. There's no question about it. And so I have personally seen success from that, taking that step, right, from being unashamed. And that was the first time in my life where I saw a problem and I took action to solve it. And this is, I'm talking about a huge problem here. I want to frame this in your mind because I'm, I'm trying to frame, you know, problem solution in your mind here when it comes to tackling a problem. Because when it comes to a huge problem, most people go, eh, I can't do anything about it. According to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control Prevention, 29.9% of high school age students, uh, teenagers, are suffering from clinical depression, from a mental disorder. 29.9%. And 1 in 12 attempt suicide. So we're talking about hundreds, thousands, if not millions. Of course, when you look worldwide, millions of people you know, having this challenge. And this is just the teenagers. I'm not even talking about the adults. With adults, it's closer to like one in five, um, depending on what study you look at. There's not a whole lot of really concrete studies that are looking at adults. But with teens, we have really accurate numbers. We're talking about a huge problem here, one that I could never solve. I will never be able to completely solve this problem, but it didn't mean that I didn't try to make headway through it. Because this is and so this is an example of a huge problem. I'm gonna give an example of a small problem in a little bit, but for, with example of a, a huge problem like this is that I'm not trying to solve it on my own. I'm trying to leave this problem better, make an impact, a small impact, so what, that way the next person can make a, another impact, and then the next person can make it another impact, and then we get multiple people right over a period of lots of time, all of us making a small impact are eventually erasing the problem. And see, that's just the way my mind works. That's the way my mind thinks. And I think that's just one thing that we really need to consider when we talk about solving problems, big problems, whether it's in the government or with society or just with anything, like with the world, <laughs> um, when it comes to health or whatever it is, um, we can't think of just solving a huge problem. It just doesn't, that doesn't happen. 
huge problems aren't just solved. They're solved over time with multiple people, many people, a huge number of people taking action. That's how problems are solved. Huge problems are solved. And so that's an example of how you can, you know, spend some time, find something that you're passionate about that you want to solve, a problem that you want to solve, a huge one, and spend some time every week doing something. Not just posting on Facebook like, oh, it's so sad that this, you know, this exists. That's not doing anything. Spreading awareness <laughs> is, is nothing in comparison to actually doing something to help the people you're spreading awareness for. Whether it's donating money or whether it's doing something. Um, something else I did that I absolutely loved. I'm so glad I had the experience of is I volunteered at a soup kitchen for about a year. And it was just amazing experience to be there amongst people who normally I would never associate with, you know, because I just, it's, I wouldn't run into these people. Um, people who are homeless, who are, you know, close to being homeless and just being with them and seeing another side of life and getting that experience and seeing these people not only made me more empathetic as a person to other people in their life situations, but also it was a part of taking action, of taking action to help somebody in need um, and, and help someone overcome a struggle. And so that's the kind of thing. So volunteer work, whatever it is, um, put, your, put your money where you're about this. If you're complaining about something being a problem, put your money and time there and we'll see how much you actually care about the problem. I know a bit of tough love for me, but it's something that I just hate is someone is people complaining about something and going on Twitter and saying, it's awful. This person's awful. This is awful. This is terrible. But they don't, they don't put their money where their mouth is. They don't put their time where their mouth is. And the problem remains unsolved. See, it's just, it's just ridiculous to me. I mean, I just, and that's why I don't, I'm not all about social media. I prefer real life action. I, I when it comes to social media, I mean, of course I post stuff on there all the time. I do. Um, but it's not really about like condemning <laughs> and trying to fix problems. I like, I like getting face to face. Like for example, at the time of filming this, I have about like three coaching calls, uh, kind of three. Um, I have one meeting that's like half coaching call, half meeting um, tomorrow. And that's just a way that I love, you know, taking action to help people with their problems. Whatever they'll be, whatever they'll be with speaking, confidence, uh, marketing, business, whatever it is. I love taking action, helping people with their problems. Um, but so that's an example, right? Actions you can take today to help solve a big problem. But I mean, we can't, the problem is that when it comes to huge problems, there's a lot of them. There's so many of them. Um, you can, you can feel guilty for not participating in some. And I just want to tell you, don't, I mean, I don't, I never feel guilty for not supporting something, you know, because first of all, saying I support it means nothing unless I actually support it with my time or money, um, with my actions. Um, but I don't feel guilty about like supporting something that people say, oh, you should definitely like donate that to. It's like, no, I have my passion, my mission, I'm moving towards that. I'm focusing on that. Um, I could spread my money and time around and give like a minute to each different charity and thing, but no, I'd rather focus my time on the mental health initiative that I started because that's doing a lot of good. It's helping a lot of people. And if I focus my time on that, I can be more effective. And so I never feel bad about, you know, people, you know, saying like, oh, you should donate more to like this charity. No, I shouldn't. You should if you think it's important. But my particular passion lies here because this is a problem and I want to help solve it. So don't feel don't 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 make like the media and different and different your friends make you feel guilty 
about participating in something and not participating in another thing. It's your passion. It's your life. It's your decision. You support what you think is important and what you, where your where you um, your passions lie. And so I just wanted to make that note. But so, we're, but it's hard to you can't. So with that transition, I meant that for be a, a smooth transition. It just didn't happen. Um, with that, um, moving on uh, to. It's the small things because you can't fix a lot of big problems. And like I said, you're not going to just fix a huge problem. It's not just going to happen, whether it's in your own life or whether it's in society and the world and other people. It's not going to just happen. But what you can actually make progress on are the small things and taking action on the small things. And so here is just a, a, a pra- an example of one example of how of, of in my own life, how I try to take action and move forward as quick as possible. Um, I, <laughs> um, I, it was something with my business partner and I, we were talking about doing something and I needed her to do something because it was her task and it needed to get done. And I forget the exact situation. I'm not putting blame on anybody. I don't think, I don't think anyone was really to blame, but I just wanted this thing done right away. And I was waiting on someone to do it. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to do it. So I just did it. I did it myself and I got it done and then I moved on. And so I think when it comes to just taking action, just doing things, there's a line you have to walk, of course, because for like instance in jobs that I've held, I've done that. But sometimes it wasn't exactly appropriate because I kind of circumvented somebody else and just did it. And it just wasn't a good thing to do. Like it wasn't the right decision to make. And I recognize that now that, okay, that was a little bit of a jerkish move. Um, I should have just waited for you to do it, even though it was taking you forever. So I realized that. I was like, okay, that was a mistake I made. I'll learn from it. Um, But when it comes to small actions, the the way I look at it is I have a small action in front of me, something that is that I'm waiting on someone else to do, or maybe I don't want to do. I, I just do it. I just do it first thing. I just, instead of doing other things, like when I wake up, I get it done. I, I just make a habit. What I love to do in the morning is do something I don't like doing that's quick to do. So maybe, and when I say quick, I mean less than an hour. So if it's less than an hour to do, and I don't like doing it, getting it done in the morning is one of the best feelings ever. It's just so motivating. It just helps me so much and I just, and it just, it helps set the day with confidence, with motivation, with effectiveness, with just a boost of energy and positivity. It's, and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to do something that I don't like doing and get it done. It just, it feels great. And I'm not saying that that is how you find motivation. Don't get me wrong. Motivation is a feeling and, um, I have a pot, I have an interview coming out. I haven't decided when I'm going to put it out. Probably in the Saturday after next, I think. I'm just looking at my calendar right now. I think, uh, yeah, let's just say it. Let's just say it, you know. Saturday after next, I'm going to have an interview. So the 29th of this month, September, for those of you listening in the future. Hello, welcome in the past. Um, but I'm going to put that out, and it's with a good friend of mine, Devin Tracy. He is amazing when it comes to efficiency and motivation. He talks about motivation and how it's an expendable resource, whereas different you know, practical habits aren't. And he goes through them, and he talks about it in much more elegance, uh, eloquence and elegance than I could. Um, so that's coming up. So stay tuned for that. That was a, It was just a great interview. And I look forward to having more interviews like that in the future. Um, it just takes a while to get in touch with people. You, uh, you know, all that. I'm not even going to delve into that. That's, that's, that's a course that I can create. 
Actually, I might. You know, I might. Um, so, taking action. Let's get back on track, shall we? So, we have big action, right? And then the small actions. And the thing is that when it comes to small actions, my, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in that I'm, I get very frustrated when things aren't done. And so that frustration just drives me. So let's say like doing the dishes, okay? I'll, I'm like, oh, the dishes aren't done. Someone else didn't do them and I could wait around. And sometimes I like wait around and be like, hey, maybe someone else will do them. But in the end, I'm just like, no, I'm just going to get them done because I don't like them not done. It's frustrating me. My OCD is triggered and I'm just going to do it. And that's just a lucky thing like about my genes that it's easy for me to get things done that I don't like doing because I just get frustrated that they're not done. And so whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. I mean, I try not to get, I try to moderate that frustration such as I'm driving in traffic. This person in front of me is driving slow. I could get super mad at them. Or I could realize that there's nothing I can do about the situation and just let it be. So I think it's it's somewhat healthy if you regulate that frustration in other situations where you literally can do nothing to solve the problem, such as driving in traffic, honking isn't going to do anything, being mad is gonna, isn't going to do anything, it's only going to hurt yourself. You're literally, <laughs> it's just something I find hilarious as people who get mad during traffic, the only person they're hurting is themselves. They're causing nobody harm. They're lashing out at nobody but themselves. They're lashing out themselves. It's like just hitting yourself in the face because you're so mad. It's just ridiculous. I just love it so much. Um, so yeah, so that's just a part of, and if you want to tap into that, if you want, then go ahead, try it. Um, I would just caution you when it comes to, you know, kind of negative emotions like frustration and anger, um, they can be very beneficial in certain situations. Someone does something very wrong, you get angry at them, but you got to moderate that because you don't want that anger to take control because then that's what we call anger issues. And then you need to see a therapist for that because that can be very dangerous to yourself and others. So, where have you even got to? We started talking about anger issues on this podcast. Oh boy, I love it. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, in general, um, when we talk about someone else solving your problems, I mean, just you have to, you have to own, you have to own the problem, and you have to just solve it. I mean, I know that sounds stupid and simple, but it's just something you have to get into your mind. And in fact, in fact, okay, just get this. When, when you're faced with a problem that you don't want to solve, let's say. Let's say something simple, doing the dishes, doing laundry, some household chore, or maybe a thing at work, right? Something very simple, something small. It's really not a huge deal. Um, the first thing is to classify the problem. Say, look, this is a very small thing. It, it's literally like maybe 30 minutes out of my life. Okay, out of my entire how many, you know, hundreds of hundreds of thousands of hours I'll have in my life. I don't actually know how many I forgot. I looked at this one time. I forget how many hours the average person has in their life out of all of this time in my life this is going to be 30 minutes of it. So the first thing is to classify it to recognize it's not a big deal. Okay. Second thing is that is this I think the second thing really to do is because I, I like classifying at first because that helps just with like the frustration and the anger of being like it's not done. So first classifying, okay, it's not a big deal. Second thing, the second step I take is is this someone is someone else going to do this? Um it is is it their job? Are they supposed to do this? Is someone supposed to do this? Then I'll be like, okay, it's up to them to do it. It's their job. They need to do it. Okay. I'm going to let it go. So whether you have chores in your household, uh, whether you're married or you're still living at home and you have certain or different tasks at work and you're waiting for someone to do their task at work, it wouldn't be very good 
it wouldn't be beneficial overall to anybody to do their work for them because then they're learning, oh, I can slack off. And that's something I've actually, that's something I had to fix that um, my business partner told me is like, look, you need to stop doing other people's work for them because you're teaching them to slack off. And I realized, you know what, that's a really good point. So I, I'm, I'm trying to better the other person. So I frame that, right? It's all about framing the situation in your mind. So first I frame it as not a big deal. Then I frame it as, okay, is it someone else's job? If so, I'm doing, I'm doing a good thing for them by letting them do their work because I'm teaching, I'm, I'm helping them not slack off, right? So it's better for them. I'm doing a service to them and I'm helping them be a better person. Okay, I like that. I like helping people be better people. So that frames it in my mind. That helps. I was like, okay, I'm going to let, let that person take care of it. But if no one is job, if it's just sitting around, who's going to do it? Just, just take that step and say, look, no one else is going to do this. I'm going to take this step. I'm going to do it. Because why? Why would I do that? And this happened, what What was it? It was at some job I held. I can't remember. But it was something like there was a mess, whether physical or digital or with a class. I, I can't remember the situation. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I think it was when I was working at the resort at the restaurant. I was a bar back for a few months. It did not last long. Um, I quit very fast. Did not like it there. I I think there was a mess or something missing and I just and without anybody telling me or anyone really mentioning it I just went and did it and I think it was my manager or someone was like oh wow I can't believe that you just did I'm like yeah no one else is gonna do it and that not only was good for me because I'm learning this habit of taking of taking ownership and of getting things done and being efficient and being responsible but also it's very impressive it is very impressive to other people when you do something that no one else wants to do. When you take control of a situation and you decide, hey, I'm going to get this done. To anybody, that's impressive. Whether it's your managers, whether it's your coworkers, whether it's your family, whether it's a significant other, friends. It's very inspiring. And you can definitely um, inspire people. And it's also just very good for you, for your brand, for you as a person. And so that's the way I frame it in my mind. Um, and like I said, it's not always that way. Sometimes I just get very frustrated with people and I just do it because I don't want to wait. I want to get things done. I want to get them done quickly and I want them to be done well. And when I can, when someone else is maybe taking too long or not doing a good job, I just take over and I do it sometimes. I've learned not to do that as much because like I've said, it's not good for the other people. It's not good for me. It's wasting my time when someone else is supposed to do it. All that stuff. But um, that's how I frame it. So just to recap, um, when it's a big problem, just because it's a big problem, you shouldn't want to fix it right away and you should be frustrated with it because it's not fixed right away. These things take time and you shouldn't just leave it up to other people. If you truly care about something, you're truly angry about something happening, then you put your money and time in it and you solve it. Don't complain on Twitter. Don't complain on Facebook about this problem. Do something to solve it. And then you can complain. Okay. I mean, still don't complain. That's just annoying. It's not doing anything. But if anyone deserves the right to complain, it's people who are already taking action to solve the problem. Um, spreading awareness by posting on Facebook is not solving the problem. Solving the problem is doing something. And of course, I'm not dissing like sharing something on Facebook because I always ask people to share my stuff because it does help. I mean, it does do good, but it's it's not, I don't know. It's, it's just not, I, I think you understand what I'm talking about in that, 
just posting about something is not necessarily taking a great action to solve a huge problem. It has the potential to do good, of course, but it, it you shouldn't just feel satisfied just because you shared something. Okay, I mean that's that's it's probably it's a problem of the digital age that we feel like oh I'm doing something amazing or is it, it's good I'm not gonna diss it it's not doing any harm but at the same time you know you could you could if you really care about something you really want to complain about something you got to do something about it um, and so you shouldn't accept to solve it right away you should take ownership when it comes to small problems you need a first first just frame it in your mind is that okay it's a small problem. It's not a big deal. I can take care of it. But next step, wait, is it someone else's job to take care of it? I'm going to let them do it instead. And if it's not someone else's job, if no, if it's nobody's job, or especially if it's my job, but especially if, it, if it's nobody's job to do it, if, if, if something like breaks or spills and all of a sudden everyone's just staring at it, are you going to be the one to run and grab the mop? Are you? Are you? Ask yourself, would you? And of course, many people say, "Oh yeah, I totally would." But like, in, actually, in the situations, are you the one to call nine one one when you see someone collapse in the store? Those kinds of situations—that is where like a small action to take ownership. That's fearful. Like you're afraid that something might go wrong. That's, you see someone like fall in a store. Um, are they actually okay? Like, what's going on? Do I if I react, overreact and call nine one one, will everyone laugh at me? You know, like those kinds of things that go through your mind. Cast them out. Solve the problem. If people are, if people are like making fun of you, or if you feel ashamed for trying to solve a problem, then that leads to a deeper issue in interior confidence, <laughs> where it comes like I, I, the people who do that, I don't care about them. Like if someone, if someone's trying to mock you for solving, I'm trying to solve a problem. Um, I don't listen to those kinds of people at all. Shut them out. Don't listen. Um, they have nothing to contribute to my life. Um, yeah. So I'll try to help them, of course, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take their words of advice. So that's it. That's when it comes to stop. So stop complaining. Stop complaining. Instead, take action. That's my message. That's something that I live by. That's why I'm here today. Literally why I'm here recording this podcast today because I didn't complain. And to this fact, I can't remember ever complaining online. I mean, of course, when I was a kid, I complained. But even like in recent days, you know, Stop, I just it's not of my nature anymore because it doesn't make sense. It's not worth anything. Complaining is worth absolutely nothing. Your complaints, zero. Worth nothing. Someone complaining to me, I, I don't listen. I don't care. You're complaining to me. Instead, solve the problem. Tell me how you're going to solve the problem instead of complaining. They don't listen. That's it. That's it. That's just a bit of a bit of my heart side <laughs> for you. Um, just me in my business mode saying like, look... You'll do do good work, but anyway, that um, all in, all in love. Of course, this is all all in great love for you because I want to help you overcome any kind of struggle you're you're going through. So this has been the Communicate with Confidence podcast. With me, your host Luke Maxwell. You can find show notes and more at lukedmaxwell.com/podcast. And in fact. I have a brand new course just for you to help you overcome your challenge in becoming a paid public speaker. It's out right now. It's on my homepage. You can find it everywhere on my website, lukedmaxwell.com slash course. You can go there. In fact, I got the bit.ly. I got like a bit.ly um, slash Luke's course. Actually, I got it. I'm so happy I actually got that URL. I was, I was really happy with that. So find out more there. I have, t- I have some free offers for you. Just some great stuff. 
Uh, always looking to help you in any way as possible. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back in just a couple days. Um, this podcast I've been posting every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. I'll be back on now Wednesday. So this be out on Monday with some a bit of business stuff for you. I'll be back. And remember to always stay on the positive side of things. <laughs> <laughs>